Teatro Dipango. ¿Con brinquito o sin brinquito? Delantero lleva el nueve bien marcado en esas faldas. Su talento en la cancha siempre lo respalda. Escucha, esto es el puro chocolate. Delantero lleva el nueve bien marcado en esas faldas. Su talento en la cancha al siempre lo respalda. Se bota el balón, siempre va conducido el portero, queda sorprendido. Va bien decidido, tira cañonazo, golazo de ese alan Delantero lleva el nueve bien marcado en esas faldas. Su talento en la cancha al siempre lo respalda. Se bota el balón, siempre va conducido el portero, queda sorprendido. Va bien decidido, tira cañonazo, golazo de ese what is up everyone welcome to the cantina the next podcast <laughs> you're enjoying that nice intro music from alan pulido and his homies uh, this is albert campa on a thursday night thanks for listening and uh joined here in the meantime with joel joel how's it going Greetings, chickies. Enjoying the fully rap. Uh, and now, uh, is that going to be a whole album, or is that just the one, a one song thing? Uh, hopefully, a one song thing. I would think. Hopefully, <laughs> I would mean hopefully. It, you know. Well, he's a he's a YouTuber, right? This song. guy. He's a YouTuber, so he might I don't know who that guy is. He, he looks related to Pulido. <laughs> There might be some more stuff coming out. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, for those of you listening, uh, there is a video to this. Yeah, I'm showing the video uh, on the stream, yeah, actually. It's, uh, yeah, Polito's Ferrari. And then uh, the guy rapping, he's in full Chivas gear. And then um, Polito in the back showing his ball skills. So he's <laughs> just bouncing it on his knee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the second time I've seen someone singing wearing the Chivas shirt. The first time, well, it was Chivas USA, but uh, it was Morrissey. I went to a concert here at, in Los Angeles, and the whole uh, his whole band came out wearing the Chivas USA uniform. Oh. Yeah, so that's ah, uh, yes, So that was the latest news for for today. Pulido uh, rap song. Farandula. Yeah, the but, latest in the farandula. Now that the score stuff has died down, chickies, do you think they paid him off, or do you think there just wasn't any more evidence? And of course, we're referring to uh, the pictures of the lovely ladies that were in the party with Layun and. Chichagol, Chichagolazo, yeah. doing what he did yesterday. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know what what happened. Uh, I sort of want to believe the players, but they were supposed to come out with some new stuff, and I guess they never did. I don't, I don't know. I never, uh, I didn't follow those accounts, man. Yeah, with the Las Botineras. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> and they, they said they claim to have more more pictures and videos, incriminating evidence. And then some of the news going around was that they had sold it to a magazine. 
and that the magazine was going to do an article and then it disappeared like a fart in the wind stunk up a bit uh so yeah and we're in a way man uh but yeah but i got some uh some sad news chickies it's a oh. beloved persona of liga mx has passed away and i'm talking about max camote he was uh he was the puebla mascot he's no more they got rid of him chickies and uh Max Camote had replaced Super Camote. So those guys are gone, man. The, the Camote brothers. Uh, but and, and it sounds kind of stupid, you know. Uh, they, they introduced a new, a new mascot. They're gonna let, they're gonna let the fans name him. Uh, if you haven't seen a picture, he sort of looks like the Mexican Captain Crunch. I think they're going for a general from the from the Batalla de Puebla when they beat the French army. But this is the thing about, about uh, it seems kind of dumb, you know, but the thing about Puebla is that the club is like divided. So it's like they have like new owners, but it was like the family that used to own the old club. They, they seem to have a stake in it. So I don't know if you remember, Chiquis, was it about a year or two ago? that Puebla changed their logo. Their badge was the, you know, the traditional looking badge. Now they have a round one, more modern looking. Do you, do you recall? I don't, uh, I don't recall that. No, Chiquis, you have one job here. Uh, okay. The one they have now seems to be like the one that I always remember, but I might be wrong. No, no, no. The one they have now, it looks like Celaya, like the old Celaya badge. But the original badge, it looked like a, sort of like a police badge. And it had a franja and it said Puebla FC. You know, it looked like the, the Scudo. And it had two stars. Uh, their new badge is a circle. Oh. It's a circle. Well, they and, still have the old and one, it has, like the new it mas- has five stars. Well, the new mascot has a... Mm-hmm. Uh... The new mascot has the same thing. The circle one? No, it has the. Uh, it should have the circle the badge. One. It has the old one. Have you seen the new? Are you looking at the? Yeah, new I'm looking mascot? at it right now. It's on the. It's no, on no, the chat. Chiquis. It's on the uh, stream. I have the two of them side yeah. by side. I have. Uh, I have the new mas- the mascota. What's it called? Max Camote. Yeah. And then the or oh, that's the old one, right? The new one is uh is like bearded dude. <laughs> Yeah, the Mexican Captain Crunch. Yeah, Mexican Captain Crunch has the old, uh, the old. Ba- well, at least in this picture, he does. He has the old escudo. I don't know, Chiquis. I don't. Where did you find this? Um, can you bring up okay, the YouTube, but, but, the stream, or whatever? I don't know if you can, but that's where it's on a Millennial website. Y Max como te nueva mascota de Puebla genera polémica en redes sociales. Yeah, but Max, Max Camote is, is the guy that's gone. Yeah, they have both of them side by side. Anyway, but yeah, you, what you were saying, that's sort of, I'm just distracting from your point. Well, the, well, the thing, the thing to, to see is that, well, there's two of the old one and, and that you can see because, because, uh, okay, so the original batch is Puebla FC, but then they have one that just says Puebla. FC is gone. Uh, 
Yes. Does the does the does the one that the mascot is wearing does it say FC? Uh, actually, no. It just says Puebla. It yeah, has, it, see, it looks like so the old one, but it just says Puebla. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it now, Chiquis. I found it. They remade it. I guess people must have not liked the circle one. Uh, but see, this is the thing about the circle one, Chiquis. If you see the name, it says Club Puebla, 1944. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's one thing that Mexican teams do, and fans sort of like, I guess, don't pay that much attention, where, and then it doesn't matter because uh, we're still calling them the same thing. It's still Puebla. Mm-hmm. But these names is, is due to legal reasons. So it's, it's not just that that they decided to, uh, you know, rebrand. It's it's just le- legal issues that, you know, that's usually infighting. Uh, and it's also trying to wrestle control. And so similar happened with Chivas when Vergara took over. and But the name was slightly, like it was S.A.A. de C.V. And, uh, and I can't remember though. <laughs> I can't... Uh, in uh one was Club uh Club Social and then the other one is uh and then they re redid it to um god damn what was the other one? Club Puebla. So S A D C B and then there's the uh Oh man, we're terrible at this. ASE, Asociación Civil. So the the original one, because it was a club, like like with people actually own stocks in or stakes in it. Yeah, the the, the original Chivas, it was Club Deportivo Guadalajara, SADCB. And then when Vergara took over, it, it, you know, it changed from AC to SA, Um, but they tried for a while where it was just going to be Chivas. Uh, They tried it, but there was a lot of backlash. They kind of went back. But um, but see, so what you're saying, what what does this matter, Chiquis? Yeah, why do I care? What does this have to do with anything? Explain it to me. Yeah, why should we care? No, it just it highlights some of the just how poorly managed a lot of times a lot of the teams in Mexico are, and, and it's because it's it's very expensive to own a club, uh, you know, and some of these clubs they're owned by families uh, as opposed to big companies. So Chivas used to be owned by a, you know, by the socios, and and socios weren't just the regular cats. It was old families in, in Guadalajara, the old money, you know. So you own a stock in the club, and you could go to El Country, which was the country club, you know, play tennis. You had your you had your palco, you had your preferred seating and VIP parking, you know. So that's that's what it was with with and same with Atlas and some of these teams. But uh, as we've seen, a uh, bunch of 
companies came in and then they took over a lot of the clubs. So that's that's how you kind of have the two Monterrey teams going up because you had uh, FEMSA and you have Semex, which are huge companies. And and um, but but for the smaller teams like the Puebla's and Morelia's, even like Toluca's and and you see how much they're struggling. So. So the, this is going on with Puebla, where, where this type of like in in in-house fighting keeps them from, you know, from from improving, from from even being able to invest more money, which it seems like they were doing with with you know, with with the Estadio Cuauhtémoc, you know how it was remodeled and modernized, but then then you have all this going on, and it it could take years, man. Could take, it could take a lot of years just to settle these things, uh, which is happening to an extent at Cruz Azul, which is why we saw Victor Garces and the whole Pelayas incident. And that's very similar because even Cruz Azul chickies, they even changed their name for a while. They weren't able to use the, their original, uh, their original name. Full name, I should say, their original full name uh, in their badge. So, and then uh, the 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 same guy Garces in an interview he was saying how they they went back, they sort of fixed. I lost your audio, Joel. You lost my audio. Oh, At what you're, point? You're back. You're back. They sort of went what back. What was the last thing you heard? They sort of went Chiki. back. You're talking about Garces? Yeah, because they were also in the Asociación Civil. Yeah. They were Ace Cruz Azul. And then uh, they changed to, I think it was just Deportivo Cruz Azul. You know? Yeah. And so these are like... Y la Cruz Azulio? Those are, yeah, those are slick ways. Um... Of, 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 you know, of, of doing these modifications, and as fans, a lot of times we don't we don't pay much attention to that, but but it's sort of like it's a constant. Like like when we see how many clubs are being affected by this. So we saw similar with Lobos Buap, where they had there was that was ultimately why they. Ended up selling the franchise. Juarez was a, a lot of the infighting, and they just couldn't afford it anymore. So they ended up selling the franchise. And that was the second Puebla team. That was Buap. Um, and and so this 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 uh, again, why why do we care? <laughs> well, uh, we just had the league, the league's cup final played yesterday. Uh, John Jaku was there. Hopefully, he joins us soon to He's on. talk about. I just got on actually. I was. Uh, oh, I don't know if you a... you've been listening to my little rant here. No, I I, I just got. I was I was trying to get a I was trying to get a lovely frosty beverage from. Oh, nice. From my refrigerator. John, I'm a. Re- yes, I will sir. I will recap for you really quick. So, because I saw the news not too long ago about getting rid of Max Camote. Can I? Oh, that—that uh, that is, uh, frankly, uh, t- now, 
<laughs> Joel, did any did any of your rant include? Okay, ching. Oh. Ching no. Way, uh, to Madre El America. It did not. Okay, I'm just I'm no, just no. checking. I'm just checking. Okay. And uh, so I'm saying how well why why does it matter? And uh, a big reason is because Puebla is sort of divided. There's like new ownership and old ownership, and they had even changed the name from Puebla FSA to to I think it's just Puebla now. <laughs> Because uh, they were, uh, god damn, I, so many changes I keep forgetting. Um, well, a couple of years ago, they, they even changed their logo. It was like they're all fancy with the, you know, with the, with yeah, the, uh, they changed it angels, again. Angels, and they went back to like their, to their, uh, to their uh, clip art. Yeah, but see, and if you look at the new one, it doesn't say FC anymore. Right. So, so Puebla. yeah, you know, that, that logo, it, it's not even clip art. It, 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 it's like, it's like, First generation Macintosh. That <laughs> yeah, no, they they just rechanged it. So they went from Puebla FSA to Club Puebla. Now they're back to just Puebla. It was just Puebla. So I was talking about all this infighting um, and how a lot of times, you know, we don't realize it, but but it's like when they're changing the logo or they're using a different name, it's it's you know because they're having problems. And so Cruz Azul right. recently was having a similar problem, and they they even altered their name. And I, I think they went back to the original one. So so I'm saying how all this infighting keeps a lot of these clubs from pro- progressing, or or just you know investing more. So I was saying this is ultimately why why something like the League's Cup is going to end up becoming that much more important because. You do have like you have like the Cinco Grandes in Mexico. MLS is gonna have their Cinco Grandes too. You're already seeing right. it with how much money some of these teams are investing. You look at Atlanta and the, the huge stadium they have, and the type of players they're bringing in. Uh, Galaxy as well, the type of how much money they're spending on bringing in players. LAFC. So we're bound to see about four or five. Big teams from MLS. So when you have a League's Cup, ultimately that's going to turn into like, you know, like Diaz Grandes type of, like just overall more competitive because a team like Atlanta is going to be able to build more strong team than a Puebla that can't even get their mascot straight, you know, or uh, or a Veracruz. Where, 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 do you, uh, where do you, where do you stand on the, on, on the Max Camote scandal? On Max Camote? <laughs> Yeah. So what would what would be worse? Would it would it be worse to lose Max Camote or or, or Tibu? Well, Max Camote replaced Super Camote. I would I would have them both. I would bring them both back. You do not discriminate when it comes to Camote. You're you're gonna have Max or Super. It, it's it, either way is okay. Yeah, either way you could. Yeah, maximum yeah. pleasure Camote. But, but if, if 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 they did they try to replace Tibu the Hoyle, would you would you feel? Would, I, you, would I, you feel like some, something's happening to your league if, 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 if Debo's trying to get replaced? It depends. Did you see the wolf that uh, – now, was that even real? Uh, they had this wolf, but it looked like no, – the type of wolf you see from – was that Cholos? No, was no, it was, it was a wolf. I know, but it was Cholos for some reason, wasn't it? No, no, Cholos is a dodge, but they had a werewolf. I thought that was a – There was the scary-looking werewolf. And if you're a little well, kid, you're gonna have nightmares if you saw that. A couple of cat. years ago, uh, 
Debu dressed up like the clown from, uh, was it Pennywise from, from It? Oh, man. He's scared. He, he looked pretty darn scary. If you, if, you, if, you ever, if you look it up on the on, on the Google Images, it's a, it's a pretty scary picture. Of yeah, I can't imagine being a little kid. And... <laughs> oh, no, his love was That was love was There yeah. you go. Lowe's Boop had, I don't know if that was a one-time thing for Halloween, though. That thing was well, ugly. They had that stupid werewolf call like like every five minutes in their stadium. And there was no one there, so all you heard was the... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> uh, but John, you were at the yes, league. Yes, I, I was. I was in Las final. Vegas. Um, my trip was cut short, uh, unfortunately. Oh. I was hope, hoping to uh, to bring the, the trash talking with Ita along, but apparently she trashed... She trash talked one trash talk too much and was one, down, 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 down for the count yesterday morning when we were leaving, getting ready to leave. So I was made, made it, uh, in fact, I'm not even sure how I'm awake, but uh, made it back made it back after uh, after some travel this morning instead of taking our, our leisurely day in Vegas like we were hoping to do today. But uh, it was, uh, you know, well, first of all, and uh, this is like, like a little... Usually, when when uh, when we go to these things, uh, you know, Cantina Mackie says, you know, sh- shocking. I know to most folks, not not necessarily the most prestigious of of brands that covers the uh, cover these events. So we usually kind of get stuck on the feet on, on the feet of the of you know just next to the vacant seats in the uh, in the press boxes. Usually, where Cantina Mackie goes, you know, it's like 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 just on the on the outer edges of. But for this one, we were like right smack in. Like I was right on the midfield stripe. There were 54 seats, and I was in seat 29, so I was like one off, one off the middle. So that was uh, that was interesting. There was a lot of uh, a lot of national interest from folks who cover MLS. From Mexico, not so much. Uh, you know, there were some stringers there, but like you didn't see like, for instance, you didn't see the, the same crowd that would come and cover a national team. So. I found I found that interesting, and then and then reading today, like all of the the Mexican, like you know, this is the torneo inventado and blah blah, you know, which which I it's fine, but I, I kind of agree with you, Joel. I think that you know you know you know I would uh, I, I I would mock this tournament at your peril. I think the league's cup. I, I think I think it's going to end up becoming really massive, especially if they can, as you pointed out, if they can get one of the one of the grandes of MLS to play one of the grandes of. Uh, of Liga MX in the final. It would be a... So I think that... The well, what, what, what is the phrase again? You Oh, mock. You would you would mock this tournament at your peril? Mock, yeah. Mock it at your peril. Well, like, say say there's a, a, a Morlero, like Tuca used to call, likes to call him, between Mexico and Argentina and San Antonio. Um... I mean that you could say the same thing to that. You would, you shouldn't dare mock a Mexico versus Argentina game in San Antonio. That's that's the equivalent that I see at the League's Cup, like uh, an America versus Atlanta in League's Cup final. Is pretty much the equivalent. Yeah, of but that. The, the difference is is that there's there's like prize money involved. Yeah, and that's yeah that's my like Joel sort of gave a good. Uh, like a good preview earlier before we went on on live. And, uh, I mean, I have my, that's the whole point guys. You guys are doing it right. You need to do the, do that preview on the air. 
Yeah, and that's what we're doing right now. So, uh, so uh-huh. my my. No, uh, it, it wasn't preview week. To, to we're we're just we were just talking. We're just we're just talking. It wasn't preview. I don't, I don't, I don't, we we were talking about uh, subjects. Uh, what yeah, to subjects. talk about? Yeah. It was uh, it, it was a joke. Yeah. So like. Uh, so yeah, that's. I mean. I I don't, I don't discredit it, but I don't praise it as something huge, and I, I see it as something huge as far as business and money wise, and that's pretty much it. It can be huge. Well, you know what they it can be great it, uh... as a business. They asked Duke about it, and he's actually okay. With it. And you know, and, and the funny thing is that I, uh, when I was, by the way, um, this is the first time I've ever been to really been to Vegas, and then actually gotten to like go outside of the the little touristy bubble there. And Vegas is actually a really nice little town. I was uh, I was surprised and relieved. And my my the guy that was taking me to my Uber driver to the stadium was from Ghana, and I was telling him what I was doing. He didn't know about one of one. He didn't know about the game. But when he, when he found out about the oh that sounds really interesting and then he found and then when he found out about the cup he said man that's actually he he thought it was a really he said it's a good way to to, to get soccer fans uh, but they have to do a good job of publicizing it because I mean he was in, in Vegas he had no idea. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was very interesting. But Duca uh, actually did have something to say about the. Let me see if I can dig it up. He did say this at the end, which I think is just hilarious, and it'll definitely uh, be a part of our show. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> God love Duca. You know, I'll get to, I'll get this sound by here in a second. Maybe nope. I'll turn that down. But uh, I mean, I do think that it, it's it's it, you know every torneo when it started out as a torneo it went down. And I do think that eventually, I think I think Lee's Cup, because of the fact that Mexico and the U.S. both don't necessarily have the level of competition other than themselves, to me it makes as much sense, it makes all the sense in the world to play themselves as much as possible. And that, that's why I think that this, this tournament can be good. I think that this is a great way to, as, as Juan pointed out, if, if you can get your big teams playing playing the big teams, then it's then it's going to be a really good tournament. But that has to happen, and we'll, and we'll see if that. Uh, We'll see if they can get to that, but, but I do think it can happen. Well, I'm I'm always entertained watching uh, Liga MX against MLS for the reasons of Mexico versus the U.S. Or you know, Liga MX versus yeah, that's what I said. Um, that's like my main. It's the it's the rivalry between the U.S. and Mexico, and then there's intensity. There's trash talk sometimes. Uh, you know, but you it know, gets tired when Mexico I, keeps on winning. I know. I, I think that's at that point right now. But I, I do think it will change uh, eventually. We're, we're still like, this is still fairly new. Uh, it's fairly young. You well, know? let's be honest. For the league's kept to be the success that they want it to become, MLS has to be better. They have to. They have no choice. It's on them. For... Oh, for Lee's Cup to be better, to be a a success. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if if well, I don't necessarily think that the CCL is sort of like a a failure. I mean, it's pretty entertaining every time every every time it comes around, people tune in and watch 
Mexican clubs beat MLS, which ha- which happens the whole right. every but see, single. But that's what's great about the Leagues Cup is you get to see that in, in, in the summer and fall, and you get to see it again in the winter and spring. Yeah. So, th- so that's so you have all, all, all four seasons covered. Yeah, and that's that's great. Um, it's good, uh, good cash flow. Hopefully, the the Mexican clubs can use that cash and uh, develop. Uh, well, you know, f- for facilities, for youth development, uh, getting uh, the most out of the youth that are in Mexico, so that their players can become better, and they won't rely so much on on uh, foreigners, on South Americans to make the club uh, competitive and, and high quality. My, I guess I'll go into my, like, uh, my negative views on the League's Cup being that Mexico always beats MLS. So I'd rather see them compete just like we watch, just like we want our, uh, our, Mexican players to go out to Europe and compete against the best in Europe. I would see. I would like to see the clubs compete against the better clubs and not uh, MLS, or not wait for them to get better, or not help them so that they can get better and then they can help us improve. Um, sort of like we're helping that we're pushing them along so that they can help us be better. Where we have South America, we have uh, Libertadores there, and. Uh, yeah, but Mexico makes too much money for Cacao. Why, why would they want to leave them? They, they make some, they Ultimately, make I think well, what's going to happen with, uh, with, with, with the League's Cup, Chiquis, is that I think you'll, you'll see the South American teams want to you, uh, participate in you, it. You beat me to it, John. It's like we were okay, so that would be the great. exact same thing. Like what? Well, 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 yeah. You know, black and white. It would just capture the moment. So nice. <laughs> <with>. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. So that so that would be good. I was I was thinking of this earlier. Like, uh, you get rid of CCL. Like, why why do you need CCL when we have this? And it's going to be throughout the year, like you said. Get rid of CCL because, because that, that's what I said. You have you have in, in this half of the season you have Leagues Cup, and the second half of the season you have CCL. Why do you think MLS and Liga MX didn't want to play CCL in in the first? Because they they knew that this that, that this thing was going to come online that, uh, a few years down the road. Oh, so, so the CCL is going to still be around? Oh, yeah. It's not going anywhere. See, but, but way that it works for Mexico and, and MLS teams is that they're through to the knockouts. And the knockouts don't start until February. Okay. Well, I, I think the, the sooner no, the, the South Americans can get involved, the better. Well, Chickies, it's only a handful. You know, it's all not, teams. Not they want to move it to all teams. Team in South America is that strong. And even now, a lot of those teams aren't as strong as they used to be. Not even like the River Plates or the Bocas. They're nowhere near what they were just because how much um, they've been pillaged for talent by Europe, which is another topic I kind of wanted to get into because I keep seeing this whole... Um, this whole thing about like like they were supposed to about how in England they're they're playing more tiki taka style, you know, and it's like the the Guardiola type influence and mm. and and it's, <laughs> you know to me it's a kind of fascinating almost amusing because it's like 
that style of football has been played in, in South America and Latin America since since the ball started rolling. Uh, and I think we're seeing it more in Europe now because obviously they're filled with South American talent. You know, so that it's sort of obvious progression. You have all these players from Latin America. Uh, you know, obviously the teams are going to start playing, uh, you know, just adapting or, or, or figuring out ways to use some of these players better. Because uh, they used to be criticized. You know, I remember uh, the Brasileños that uh, they weren't good at defending because they were they would attack too much. I don't know if you remember that criticism, Yon. No. Oh, yes, very much so. You know, they were better at attacking than defending. They uh, would always no. fall asleep defensively because they just, just, you know, Nestor Araujo like errors <laughs> in, 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 in the biggest games. For uh, yeah, would just 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 cost them dearly. Just yeah, it was, it was, it was I mean, and, and 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 stupid correctable stuff. That's just that's just unfortunate. Yeah, but and you know, before I go off topic, uh, so so the so that's hurt a lot of the South American leagues where their teams aren't as strong. Chiquis, I don't know if you remember, but South American teams when they played the Intercontinental, they used to go toe to toe against the European teams. And the big difference was that South American teams were mostly local talent, while a lot of the times the European teams, they'll have four or five big players from all over the place. Well, pr- <laughs> Just goes to show, you know, the, the, how, how strong these teams were. And that's just not the case anymore. A lot wow. of these teams, they're not that strong. I guarantee you if Liga MX was, had they had not left Libertadores, uh, they probably would have won one by now. Uh, Tigres, I think, shit the bed. Uh, pardon my French. For lack of a better word, but uh, and I had friends from uh, River, and they were they were like they, they were not expecting to beat Tigres. They even saw that. That was the first for me. Where it's like that confidence was gone. Uh, but had the teams not left, I do think we, we would have had one. If they would have taken it serious, well, if, if the Liga MX teams would have taken that's... it serious, because that wasn't the case all the time, but yeah, they could have because they're, they're putting together pretty strong teams. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's I'm what I'm saying. saying. We should we should prove it then. You're saying like if 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 that's the case, then prove it. Let Mexico go in there and win Libertadores like two or three times, and then okay, that's that's good. We did that. But prove but it I, for I who? Like, I don't. Why I, don't I mean, that's you stating that. That's you a... stating that. I don't. I don't think. Me South Am- that, that, that the South American teams are weaker. I don't think that they would say that. I don't they, think compared that they... compared to are they trembling in their boots? Were... If they if Mexico they comes back, one, absolutely they're weaker than what I mean. Like even ten years ago, they are were they guys. trembling in their boots though? If Mexico comes back into the into the thing, they're not going to be all afraid. Uh, the Boca, the River, they're not going to be. No, they're not going to be afraid. But that the fact that they're weaker means it's easier now. Well, let's see it happen because. We already know what happens against MLS, so let's see it happen against uh, against South America. That's what I'm saying. If you want your players to improve, if you want your league to be more high quality, then you got to play against h- higher quality, not against not against lower quality. If you want to make money, yeah, you can play see, against that, lower quality. Then, again, yeah, again, but again, Chiquis, you, you're not. What I'm telling you is, not every team is higher quality. Uh, well, we got to see that though. With all due respect, we got to see that teams from Venezuela, teams from Ecuador, Bolivia. Peru, those teams aren't aren't like that. You're gonna say you're gonna get good 
because you played Centiano. And I'm not trying to disparage those leagues, but they're no different than MLS. Well, we gotta we gotta see that though. I don't, I don't know if I MLS teams have a have a higher ceiling, man. I don't know if I buy that though, man. I can't buy that. You I gotta see. What? I gotta see stats. Uh... I gotta see facts. I gotta see head-to-head matchups and results. That's what I. That's what's gonna well, prove I mean, to me. The, 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 well, okay. Well, <clears throat> I, I personally would love to see Mexico play South American teams, but I think that in, in their current uh, situation they have with the confederations, that the only way that that's gonna happen, it's not gonna be in any official tournament. It's gonna be in a tournament like this. Well, Bonilla said uh, in Tom's article. There was a section on it where he said that it affects uh, Liguilla. Libertadores affects Liguilla, I think, on both uh, on both uh, both Liguillas in, in the year. So it sounded like the only way to fix that would be a long tournament for Liga MX. Or to shift around Liguilla, which would probably not be ideal because you'd either have a break between the regular season and yeah, Liguilla or something. So, because MLS has their has their postseason and they have a fecha FIFA right in the middle of it, and it's like it just like like it disappears for two weeks. It's 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 just it's well, Libertador like Conmebol they changed their Libertadores schedule, which screwed up Mexico. That's why uh, Mexico sort of left or got ousted per that article. And no, that was no, exactly. Yeah. So that so the uh, so like if they if if I would bend the, I would bend Liga MX to the will of, of Libertadores. I mean, I don't know the whole background of Bonilla and what his thoughts are, but I would bend the schedule, and I don't, I don't even mind going to a long tournament to, as, as long as we get into Libertadores and then maybe win a few, then, you know, okay, we've done that. We're done with you guys, South Americans. We're going to go mess with MLS or whatever. Um, that would be my ideal thing because my and and this and I know John, you've mentioned it before. The league MX isn't there to to uh, to uh, strengthen the national team or anything like that. But I want to see Mexican players, Mexican youth, play in the uh, top, the uh, best quality league they can in Mexico against quality uh, opponents throughout the continent, and then eventually go to Europe, become huge stars, stars in the biggest leagues there, and then. And that doesn't even, I don't even care about the national team. That's totally apart. As long as the Mexican player, the Mexican itself, gets to the highest quality they can get. The next Google Sanchez. Yeah, I mean, there's, no, there's no argument from there. I mean, it's, you know, and, and whether they, they get there from Liga Mekis or from MLS or from whatever other league, yeah. they can, so be it. But maybe, maybe so. they can bank a, a ton of money with MLS because I'm sure, like, uh, there's going to be crowds going to these games. It's like the video we so put of the guy, just the Cruz Azul fan crying in the stands, uh, cheering for his team. There's a lot, lot of those guys in the United States that don't I get to see I got to tell them. you, I was, uh, you know. You were crying too, John? I was I was not <laughs> crying. I was not crying. But uh, but there was, that, that crowd was definitely 80-20 Cruz Azul. And this is in Las Vegas. And uh, they came from, I mean, I from the you know anywhere anywhere within a six hour radius, they were there. Had a delicious hot dog on the way out. though. Uh, you were proud of me. Oh man! Wait, yeah. what was was the was the food provided at the for the journos? Was it any good? <laughs> you know, it was it was it was as good a spread as I have seen uh, in uh, 
in, in, in quite a while, but I had had a calzone when I landed uh, at, the, at, my, at my hotel. So I was full, so I didn't really get to enjoy it. And also, I had to, I had, I, you know, when I was talking about reading the room, I had to read the room last night. And yesterday was, was not the time to take the picture of the, of the spread. Because oh. there, there was a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of very important people were in the, uh, were in the press box last night, aside from journalists. So you know, you don't, you know, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> so I had like the guy next to me. Hey, go take a picture of the food. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, they had like I had a Caesar salad and, uh, and it was good. And meatloaf. They had a cannoli for dessert. Uh, it was no, it was it was definitely a very nice uh, it was it was definitely a very nice spread. It was a lot a little better than uh, what we had at the uh, at the at the Alamodo. No, it was it was good. It was uh, you know they're obviously going all out. I felt really bad uh, guys for the they had the showgirls at the beginning with the, with the trophy and it was very windy last night and their their headdresses was you know that's like it goes like six feet up in the air. It was they were having a hard time staying put the the the, 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 the showgirls. So hopefully they uh, they were very happy to get off the field. Last night, after the because uh, <laughs> they, they, they could have uh, they could have flown away, but now the Cruz Azul fans they they can't they can't. I saw folks from L.A. from uh, from Northern California from Arizona. Uh, they 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 came from all over. They were uh, they were there to suffer. There, so I mean, that is there's a reason why the Cruz Azul is in the Cuatro Grandes. They they are a very popular team. And, Did uh, you just call Tigres an equipo chico? I'm not saying Tigres is an equipo <laughs> chico, but I don't think that, that I mean, that, you know, recently yeah. they've, they've, but I mean, they've, I mean, you know, we're talking yeah. decades of, 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 of yeah, of, yeah, over like what forty years compared well, we, to what ten of Tigres, right? And and one thing I think that Cruz Azul has that, that no other team has uh, as a reason that is to help them. Attain their status as one of the one of the big teams in Mexico is that they, they started getting good and playing really well and winning a bunch of titles, just as color TV was happening. And, and I think that, that that's that's one of the big reasons why Cruz Azul is because is a you know they're almost like mythological in Mexico, and, and I think it's because of that group because of that group in the in, in the early to mid seventies that won well, like seven or eight titles in a decade, whatever it was. You could tell that's, uh, you could tell it was blue. because of the fact that they, uh, yeah, well, that and that just you know they were the best team and they had, you know, I mean, you know, it's the first time people are watching soccer in color and it just, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing with the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys kind of and the NFL started getting good just as color TV was happening. So I think that it kind of it helps uh, the imagination with, with folks. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Uh, well, I wanna, one thing I was trying to watch uh, through the TV was their emotion after the whistle blew, and I, I see it seemed the players seemed a little toned down. Um, the Cruz Azul players, you know, usually they they'll be jumping around and stuff uh, in other I guess higher, uh, higher class tournaments, and this didn't seem they didn't seem too excited. You know, I think that they, that they both, because they're both professionals, I think that, you know, that there was a certain point where, like, you know, we, we want to try and win this. And, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was, i got to tell you, you know, as, as far as intensity, it was it was ten times more intense than any, any other friendly. There was definitely intensity on the field. You know, the players move, I mean, they just, they, they know each other better, so it's just, just going to be a better, a better quality soccer. 
so you know the passing was crisper and you know the the, the shots are uh, you know they, they seem a little fiercer and you know etc it, it just seemed like there was just a just a as far as intensity compared to friendlies it was it was it was definitely ratcheted up the one player that that really impressed me last night more than more than anybody was Gignac, and oh my god i mean he wow what a great player i mean he he is a, the very definition of a complete forward he does everything everything it was uh he was he was impressive to watch and he 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 never stops not trying to be available for his teammates wherever they are on the field and he does this really sneaky thing where when he when he goes out wide he kind of plays pot you know just kind of sits in the back and then wait, waits for the ball to go wide on the other side and then he just full on sprints into the box and hoping he catches people unmarked it's uh he was impressive he was he was definitely uh, uh was, that was something that I, that I was looking forward to watching play and I'm glad I got to see it because it was he was always trying stuff uh, he didn't uh, you know have any like good Critical chances on goal, but I mean, you could tell that he's just a, just a terrific player. It, it was I, I came away very impressed with how he played, even though he didn't score. But to answer your question, Chief, because I think that you know w w was the intensity the same of saying you're going to make his final? Absolutely not. But I mean, there was definitely some pride on the line, and uh, you know when Cruz Azul scored the second goal and got the game winner, I mean, the crowd went bananas. And the players went bananas. It was it, it was a big goal for them, and it was a big goal for the for, for the fans. It was uh, it, it was quite the little party. I was uh, very happy for the Cruz Azul fans that uh, they got to see them uh, win uh, and lift the cu lift the cup. Because frankly, they just don't get to do it very often, and, and haven't, despite their unbelievable history of of, of, uh, of, of winning uh, trophies. They just over the past what is it, fifteen twenty years, just haven't won as many. So the fans got a little taste of that. They were uh, they were quite happy. And Tukai was very very calm in the, in the in the press conference too. I was I was wondering if he was going to yell at anybody, but uh, the, you know he gets to have you know the ladies ask the, the first question in Spanish, and uh, they had, you know one lady says like he's like well, what what went wrong? <laughs> I was thinking, man, if you were a dude, would would would, would Tukai answer your question as politely as he did? <laughs> it made me uh, it made me curious. But uh, it was a, it, it was it was a good it, it's a good first step, and I do think that in the immediate future of this tournament, if, if they can get storylines like Carlos Vela de LAFC go and play his uh, you know his the, the, the team where he grew up Chivas, you know that that would be a good story. Or or, or Slatan with LA Galaxy, you know going going to adding one more conquest to his career. Is he can he can he win at the Azteca? You know stuff like that could really make this tournament. Uh, yeah, and, and I think we'll see it, John. I, I think we'll see it uh, eventually. They just have to keep playing it. I think that's that's the and, – and I think they figured it out because this is, what, the third – maybe the third attempt? Right. They, they had the Superliga for a while, and, uh, and, and I don't know if they did anything before that. Yeah, and they had, like, friendlies and whatnot. But, yeah, this is, like, the second or third attempt. But I, I think that – they figured it that they're getting close there. They're close now because, and I was telling Chiquis, if you're like an America fan, even Chivas or whatever, Puma, Cruzul, any of those teams, uh, can you really say 
you're going to be more excited to see your team face a Veracruz or a Jaguars. I'm going to say Jaguars. Juarez. A Juarez. <laughs> than to see like an LAFC with Vela or, or, or even, like as you said, Slatan with Galaxy. And they have Jonah and Antunes, you know. And, and you know, team, teams teams like that. And uh, Atlanta, which we mentioned before. I think ultimately those those are going to make for better matchups. Uh, you know, with Miami FC coming into the league, you know that they're going to have a couple of hot shots because Miami is the is the capital of soccer for European and South American players. That's where, that's where they go spend their off-seasons. Yeah, and they have um, golden balls. Um, David Beckham. And he's, he's and he wants trying. to bring Lionel Messi. He's trying, yeah. Messi. One of the rumors I heard is that he wants to bring Messi and Ronaldo. Now, why would honestly? Why would he bother? Why would he bother bringing when he has La Trophy sitting La tro- right there, <laughs> right there, right? Yeah, no, but I do think he's gonna end up bringing in uh, at least one or two really good players. They might be in the twilight, but at least to the extent of a like. Uh, Slatan was able to do. Because I do think uh, players coming out are taking it a bit more serious. As you see with Slatan, he's not, he didn't just come in here to cash his check. You know, the number of goals he's scoring is impressive. Not only that, but the quality of goals he's scoring. And you have, uh, who's that English guy? He said Washington. Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. You know, so you have players coming in and, and, they're beginning to take it more serious. They they figured it out. Uh, who was it that was it? The guy from Chelsea that played. Um, Frank Lampard. I think it was Lampard, and he was talking about how it was more difficult than he expected. He talked about how, you know, when they travel, the different in, in, in climate and whatnot, and how it just made it way way. You know, it's not like what you expect. Yeah, when he has to fly, he has to fly commercial. That's probably something that he wasn't expecting. <laughs> no, <Germany> yeah. <laughs> Find their lovely charter jets on Turkish Airlines. Well, we'll see yeah, if so that... there's a lot of news. Huh? <sighs> I was just going to say, we'll, we'll see if that gives, oh. uh, if Cruz Azul gets a little bit of a boost from, from that. Oh, uh, I'm glad you brought that, that up. Cause that championship, because I, I see them getting spanked in Seoul on Sunday. Oh, oh, snap. Snap, snap. Well, you know, you know, I, I, I do think it benefits. Sorry, Juan. Because, uh, you know, as we've seen, Mexican teams do struggle when they play, when they play twice a week. They're midweek and then during the week. They usually don't do too well. Uh, but, Tivoldi, man, uh, I'm still singing his praises. What he did at Santos should not be forgotten. I'm surprised how quick my fellow Liga MX fans, you know, dismissed Tivoldi. I mean, and he went to Veracruz, which is a difficult task, but it's hard to motivate players when they're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah, usually, usually that only happens at Atlas. <laughs> So, I mean, he went there, and it's just a giant mess. Uh, had it not been, I do think he would have done a better job. 
but now he's he's at a team like Cruz Azul and so so, so is, is Pelaez there or not? At Cruz Azul? Has he left or not? He's he's there because he well he's there and he's not. So he left on vacation. He's like, all right, f this, I'm out. He left, but he he hasn't signed the dotted line. His he's still tied to the team, as in he hasn't signed his resignation papers. I, I think you, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> you're cool. Fuck you, I'm out. Yeah, like that one. Yeah, it, yeah, but I do think it's, it just comes down to like uh, what they say at finiquitar. Uh, I don't know. I guess they're just gonna come to an agreement. I don't know if he gets something or he gets nothing. There's a slight chance he might stay. You know, if Billy wants it to. Has the woo has the wooing started at Chivas yet? Yeah, yeah, it has. It has. But he did say it on air that if Billy asked him to stay, he would stay. So I guess the ball is in Billy's court. Right. Well, he's a he's a man. You know, that's. Uh, you, I don't think anybody who has followed Ricardo Pelaez's career would would be surprised with with that comment. He is a. Uh, you know, he he's a uh, he's. Above all else, he's a professional, and, and if he's tasked to do a job, then he'll do that job until they tell him don't do that job. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, if I was Pelaez, I would stay until the season ended. But, you know, to each their own. Uh, but but then uh, there is the rumor now, as I heard from the Lavaderas, Uh-oh. is that there are those from the Only Life Brass the only life Chivas and they want to jump on it man they want to jump on on Pelias and they're ready to to make him an offer did he uh, did he ever wear the uh, yes sir the yes, red and white they're there toward yes, the end he, he did. did he came in after the 98 World Cup and it was him and Luis Garcia which was so weird you know, I, that's why, I guess that's why now seeing Oribe doesn't fade me. Right. I was like, where were you when we brought the two America <laughs> icons to the play? Two America forwards, yeah. One after the other. Huh? But no, at the same time, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but he was, so what, he was a gentleman because he, he was injured and he... He's like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be here cashing the check when I can't play. And he removed himself. Did, uh, do you think that the, uh, the Chivas front office is, uh, has found out which of the local uh, Torta Hogadas, uh, Pelaez likes, and they've been, they've been airshipping them to him daily to remind him this, this, this could be your, this could be your lunch every day? Right here. <laughs> if they were smart, I think they would do that. They would figure a way to woo him, but uh, I don't know. Can you know. get a good tor- torta ahogada in, in Los Angeles? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just know that Chivas better be doing something because, you know, Amaury, he's pretty green at this, you know, and uh, the team's going to be getting in a good chunk of change pretty soon. They're going to be negotiating contract, not only in the U.S., 
but in Mexico, I've estimated it at somewhere between 200 and 220 million. Now, of for course, TV? in TV money for both US and Mex. Sure. And uh, because their contracts end in, you know, in, in December. And they're gonna they're gonna open negotiations. So that's why they haven't been on TV. So that's they want to open negotiations. So that's why they they probably want to be on YouTube for this season. Well, and it's like you said, John. Uh, their YouTube is being handled by said NBC Universal. Right. They're making sure they don't have the Chiva TV problem, and so they might they might be uh, in the running for next year um, because Chivas wants to have both English <coughs> and Spanish TV broadcast. Uh, so who knows, man? Um, and they probably, Televisa, you know how they have those hidden clauses. <laughs> oh, yeah. The ones, the ones that magically materialize. They've gotten Chivas too many times. So I think Chivas is like, you know what? We're just going to wait till this ends to make sure that there's nothing left. This contract is it's done, uh, and then we could start a fresh one. And I think that's what's going to happen ultimately. That they're just going to, you know, they just took the knee, John. They're going to let the clock run out. Well, yeah, because I mean, if it, you know, if if, if it's done in December, then they can negotiate with with uh, with 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 TUDN, which is both Univision and Televisa, or like you said, they can negotiate with, with or, or or bring Telemundo to the table, who they already have a relationship with with their Chivas TV, and they've been on Telemundo before. Yeah, and, and NBC and I'm, has. I'm sure been, Telemundo would love to have Chivas back. Well, and NBC because it, you know they show the they show EPL right, right? It's NBC and and uh, Chivas will draw more. It it will draw more than Champions League or or. Because yeah, they could put the, uh, the 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 Spanish on Telemundo and the English one on on, uh, on Universo. Yeah, yeah, and then little by little, that's how we start. Uh, you know, this league this cup starts becoming yeah. a thing. You know, if, if Chivas right. is bringing the ratings, and then NBC puts you know, the money. When, La, when, or... when La trophies goes to Atlanta United, and... <laughs> it, comes, it comes back the chosen one. To play Chivas in, in the quarterfinal. Now, one thing that I think has to happen in, in, in the uh, in the League Cup is there have there have to be the games in Mexico. It's it, it's just it's just not uh, sporting to play all the games in the states. And that was one of the, one of the things that, that Duca stressed. He said, "Well, he said he said two things. He said there have to be games in Mexico, and there has to be a, a, a home and away like." I disagree on the home and away. I think that for a tournament like this, I think it'd be more fun if it was just a single elimination. But I do think that there have to be games in Mexico. That's gonna that's gonna affect the bottom line a little bit. <laughs> How so? They're not gonna raise no ticket prices. Oh, you mean as far as the uh, the, the, the the well, I mean the, the, they make all their money back in the semifinals and finals. Don't worry, because mm-hmm. those I guarantee you will be in the states. But like the first couple of rounds can be uh, can be uh, you know you know w- w- wherever home home or away. Very and then easy. you're gonna have like if they do, I think because they didn't they say their end goal is gonna have all teams involved. So when they're talking about right. Major League Baseball comparisons, 
Um, so well, in, I think, well in, in, in that sense, it was uh, it was uh, it was it was like interleague play where yeah, they play league. league where they play a game that that they that counts toward points in in your own league. Yeah. So, Hoel, what what do you think about a maybe a Minnesota FC against a Veracruz? <laughs> how many how many uh how many people? No, no, chicos, ya me paying attention. How many, how many people? You're talking about the diez grandes. You're talking about the diez grandes. Uh, no, so but I I'm do not, think ultimately we're going to see think the big venues in the U.S. the two LA teams uh, like Atlanta, yeah, New York, one of those. How is that any different than than Veracruz playing Juarez? It's not. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But like in the U.S. League's Cup match. Number whatever Veracruz against. How, how, is, uh, how is playing Minnesota? That'd just be filler, cheekies. How is Veracruz any okay, different than playing get, Nashville? Gotta get some filler. Look, yeah. you you see it in Champions League. Don't tell me every Champions League game is a high-profile match. Uh, not. You get sometimes some of these small teams that play each other, and, and nobody just, cares. Nobody's just, gonna watch an Olympiacos versus uh, whatever team, you know. Verde Brandon. Uh, for... <laughs> hey man, they did a uh, what should we call it? West did a. Uh, a video on Olympiacos. He tried to go into, I guess it's called Section 8 or whatever, where they don't take cameras. They don't like cameras and stuff in there. It was pretty interesting. But anyway, yeah, I'm just saying, like, what are the, how's that stadium going to look like? Uh, the perceptions of maybe, I'm, I'm just guessing, 6,000 people. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, again, it's, uh, I mean, uh, how is it any different? You know, and well, I mean, how's it going to be any different when they play just a, reg- a regular league game? Yeah, it's not. It's it's probably be less though. Like you 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 take a Puebla versus Veracruz, that's still going to get you some some some. You know, doesn't fans. it seem like like Puebla and Veracruz play every week? I mean, isn't there always that one matchup? They <laughs> There's always see? some. Well, don't we don't talk about bum fight bum fight games all the time, right? Hold on. <laughs> yeah, we do. We we have the bum fight match got? of the week. What is the yeah. bump fight? Who, who is Chivas playing? Because that, that's probably usually... The oh, no. Oh, oh, dang. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Juan. No, there is like, one on Sunday. It'll be like Juarez. Juarez it'll be like Juarez, Juarez for Veracruz. Juarez and Veracruz uh, play on Sunday, man. That might be Sunday the one. Cool. Is, is, is it Juarez-Veracruz? Yeah. That might be the one for Veracruz <laughs> to finally break the streak. No, Juarez is the club formerly known as Lobos Puap. Yeah, so that might be a chance for Veracruz to finally get a win. But yeah, that's, that's yeah. The, what that's is it? Like prime time Sunday night. It's going up against Sunday night football. Let's see what what, what Sunday night football is on. So you're going to have your choice of watching Juarez Veracruz or the Rams. Well, the Rams or the Browns, which really isn't that much better. But uh, yeah, that that is your your prime time Sunday matchup is uh, is, is Juarez uh, Juarez Veracruz. Well, it'd be interesting to see the ratings in Mexico though between those. Between those two games, I assume the NFL is on in Mexico, or that Sunday night game would be on. It is, but it's on on cable though. So, okay, so is there yeah, but you're right though. It would be interesting. Yeah. Well, the big the big game on uh, on Sunday, of course, is the, uh, the one that you mentioned earlier, Chiquis. You know what's going to happen, Chiquis, after after the end of the game on uh, on Sunday. Uh, so. It's going to be it's going to be glorious because we're going to have. Uh, we're going to hear a lot of this. It's a lady cemento after Cruz Azul. Yeah, they're going to have a, t- uh, a temporary high 
a few days of a high, and then they can go back to their normal selves. So actually, the, the you know another big game of the week is going to be America playing uh, Querétaro. Oh. And, and, and Necaxa playing León. So there there are some uh, some some, sure. some top top matches. Yes. Necaxa has been the surprise team of the. Well, one of them. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. They lost their big goal scorer, who's who's now scoring goals for Portland Timbers. Who El you know, Brian. They, they did a transfer in the middle of the season. Go, you know, outside of the transfer <laughs> window, he's just gone. Adios. <coughs> I don't know how that uh, how that works out. But yeah, but he is. Uh, he he's gone, but it doesn't matter. Nikakas tied for first place. Have it on goal differential by one goal over over. Uh, you know, everyone's pick for second place this year. Uh, the Queretaro, the Lagayos Blancos, the the big white cocks, the fighting white cocks <laughs> of, of Querétaro and Santos, América, León, Tigres, Atlético, San Luis, who, uh, you know, again, out of nowhere, are now in the playoffs only points. So, Monterrey with with Matosas. In, with Matosas, that's right. Yes. Monterrey is uh, with the 12, and then now Guadalajara has uh, 11. Guadalajara, Cruz Azul, and Tijuana are all tied at 11. It sounds terrible. They have 11 points. They're only two points out of the uh, out of the, the playoff zone. So once again, you know we're, we're still at the point in, in, in a Liga Mekis season where if you go on a three-game win streak, you could go from 14th to third. Well, San Luis made a huge jump out of just one win, though. So I don't, I haven't looked at it in depth. We, we should keep. We should we should also note that because of the 19 teams, a lot of teams haven't played. There's like some teams have one more game than the other. That is true. That is true. It is an imbalanced schedule. And uh, so out of the uh, in the top, like I said, three teams that are tied, uh, Necaxa has actually played one more game than Querétaro or Santos, who both have 17 points and. Uh, that that is a that is a very good point, Juan. So it's uh, and I'm not even sure. I was looking trying to figure out when Pumas has their their bye week because I don't know if it's like a fecha FIFA or a bye week, but I know it's uh, it's going to be coming up soon for them. Yeah, and well, we see what happens with Toluca. Uh, people are expecting El Bigotón La Volpe to be sacked. He had a defeat against Morelia. I believe they lost at home. Um, they did. They lost at home, yeah. Which, yeah, which, which how, how he hasn't been fired, frankly, is just shocking. Well, you know who was, you know who was made GM at Toluca. Oh, who is who is it? When? Senia. Senia, that's right. It was Senia. And Senia is the guy that Zavolpe took to the World Cup. <laughs> he has that. Because he he owes him one, huh? And scored a goal. Did he score a goal? He did. He scored a, a nice header against uh, Iran in the three-one uh, win. And I was I was at the stadium, and I and I, I don't remember that, John. You don't remember that? I remember you, he you, did the three cambios at the start. With with Omar Bravo's uh, brace at the time. Wait, did he do the three cambios before the start of the second half? I know he did them all at the same time. Uh, I can't remember if he did it in that game or not. No, it was. They started losing, and then he made the three. He oh, went no, that bold. was against Portugal. That was against Portugal. No, he did against Iran too. Did he? Because they were—they never were losing. They were just tied, but they were never losing. 
John, I have to I have to check. Let me ask Google. Siri? No, wait, this is Bixby. Uh, let me check. My mind my mind lies to me a lot now. I've gotten older. It rewrites history, John. It I happens, guess, you know. I remember I, I, things way different than they were. I have a I have a I have a drop for that. Hold on, let's see if I can find it. It's right here. Let's see. El America es una mierda. I keep hitting that wrong button. I thought that was it. Made a mistake. I'm just looking yeah, at. Please go ahead and look, look, look. Go ahead and look that up, Hoy. I'm looking at. Some no, stats. Um, yeah, you're right. Bravo scored in the 28th, and then uh, Iran tied it in the 36th, and then uh, and then Bravo scored again in the 76th, and Senior in the 79th. But let me, let me. I remember the cambios. Um, doesn't say what time they made them though. I remember seeing him doing three cambios at the same time. Well, regardless, uh, you know his uh, his time at uh, at Toluca is tenuous at best. They are in 18th place right now. So if it wasn't for Veracruz, Toluca would be in, 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 in dead last place. And they have uh, they have Atlas next away. So uh, Atlas can... Now, Howard, the last time Alexis Vega scored against Atlas, he scored a hat-trick, and uh-huh. Atlas never recovered, which, which yeah. we... Which we correctly and well, you know, frankly, there's there's not much uh, research you have to do <laughs> to look at Atlas when they lose three nothing like that to their biggest rival. Chances are pretty high that they're gonna not come back from that. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. They lost one. They lost one nil this week to uh, to to Guadalajara, but but they were they were humiliated by 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 by, by a goal celebration where we saw. A oh. little too much of Alexis Vega. So, so, so. How, 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 my question to you is, Joel, is my rhetorical question is, is, is will Atlas be able to recover? From uh, maybe, maybe. Alexis and, and, and I'm gonna go back to what we were talking about when we opened the show about how these clubs have, you know, different ownerships or, or like multiple ownerships, and this is Atlas right now with. With Tebasteca maintaining a stake, and as well as Grupo Orlegi managing it, and I'm pretty sure that some of the old socios still still own some of that, a piece of that pie. Uh, so who knows, man? I, I've seen them kind of bounce back. This is a new a new Atlas, John, under Orlegi. So really, a I don't know. Atlas. Yeah, man, I I. I I do think that uh, they're being pretty smart about this. They're not, you know, <coughs> I think they know it's a, it's one of those long-term things. And if Atlas has, or at least Atlas fans have shown anything, is that they're very patient. <laughs> True. <laughs> so I do think that uh, it will now, pay well, off for them. I'm going to ask you a, a, a very pointed and, and potentially painful question. What is going to come first? 
is Barra 51 going to have to change their name? Or are we going to see the Chivas comic? Oh, Chivas comic for sure, man. Uh, you're getting that. <laughs> so that's, that's so that there's still no doubt about that. Well, I mean, the 200 million. That's, whoo, that's a nice chunk of change. I mean, and right. they already have a, they already got some, some talented players there in the squad. Uh, you get two or three more, and that's all you need to, to Pretty, be a uh, contender. If they, comes in. Well, if they could get him, and I remember they still own JJ Mack. Uh, so even if he doesn't come to the club, he should net anywhere around 15 million. So that's, that's something right there. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I do think that for the 2020, and, and I predicted this way back, Gentlemen, I did say we'll see the comet 2020. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff in favor for Chivas, uh, not just with players, but also having money to, you know, just just to maintain a, a good competitive squad. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, but I do so think... Alas will win something eventually. They're just going to have to start low. Give them a, a, a Copa Mekis. A Maybe a League's Cup. Or a <laughs> Conca Chafa or something. But they're, 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 they'll get there if, if uh, they let Grupo Legi do the. It's, it's pretty basic what they do. You know, it's, it's not a... Uh, they didn't really reinvent the wheel. They, yeah, how, how sad is that? They're, they're, just, they're just applying the just like, like basic rudimentary... Yeah. Yeah. You know, fundamental building blocks of putting a club together. Like, oh my God, it's the revolutionizing Mexican soccer. <laughs> yeah, no, with Santos, we see what they're doing, and it's very impressive. And um, and obviously, they're working with youth, and I think that that was a big draw for getting that last, just because you have that market in Guadalajara, and you have access to, you know, all this big population. So I do think that's something that ultimately they want to do is start selling players. Especially now that we're beginning to see Mexicans going abroad for for decent money. Uh, those those of you that are old as as us will remember when the European teams would come and be like, "Oh, Palencia, you know, seleccionado, one of the best in the league. Can we get him on loan with fifty uh, percent off in in wages?" And, uh, you know, both, and then they would always send them back at the end of the season. All right, well, we can't afford it. There's a, a cheaper South American who's younger and just as good, if not better. Right. <laughs> and, and that was like, that was the case a lot of times. Uh, you, you had these, like even Borghetti going to, uh, he was on loan, wasn't he, when he went to EPL? Um, I always thought that he had gone, uh, on a, on a permanent transfer. Well, he, he didn't stay there that long. Um, but but it was always like all these pretty bad deals with a lot of times the clubs would do it just because they wanted to help out the player. The clubs would you know, take Borghetti, a lot. to me, you know, we always talk about Joel, the, the situation of, uh, you know, the, does the coach like me or not? How can a player like, you know, uh, a, a coach not see 
what they have in a player like Borghetti, who is just well, it was big know, Sam. I, I know. Just, 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 uh, just, uh, you know, he's he, a heading machine. Just, I mean, one, one of the world's great headers of the ball, and, and you and you can't figure out how to use him because he. What was the excuse? He's 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 not good defensively. Oh my God! Seriously, yeah, seriously. Well, yeah, no, that was that was just some BS, and I even heard they didn't even know that Borghetti had an EU passport because he had a his grandfather's yeah. Italian, so he had an Italian passport, and I think they didn't even know that. <laughs> so uh, it just goes to show how much they they. But 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 you know, like like even like how does a Cuauhtémoc you know, one of the greatest players ever from Liga MX and the national team. And he was on loan to uh, Valladolid. And then Valladolid, yeah, the ball right teams. Liga team. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even play him. And uh, so, I mean, like, seriously, that that's just shows how much things have changed now. Where, like, a Lainez was up and coming, and he goes to a better club and he's bought for like good fee. So it, it's definitely things have changed. So I do think we might, we should be seeing uh, more players going abroad. And I think the Orleggis, they, they figured that out too. Well, the group well, of Pachuca kind of showed it, huh? The big thing is, is that there have been, you know, there's, the, there's been at least since uh, Rafa went over, you know, there there hasn't been that many, but there's been you know Mexicans that have consistently had very decent long careers. You know, Rafa had a nice you know ten year run in Europe. Uh, Guardado is in the midst of a what, like a thirteen fourteen year run. Chicharro's in his tenth year, and that that I mean outside of, of of Hugo, who else who else has had a career that long playing in Europe? That was Mexico. Well, exactly. Ache, Ache, he's kind of getting there. Well, he's yeah, he's been there for five years. So I mean, so yeah, so 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 the the Mexican player is is becoming more marketable in Europe. And yeah, that, that that's not a bad thing. But but again, I think that Liga Mekis is good enough to where, you know, if if, if you get a call to to play in Europe, you know, don't. You know, you, you know, make make sure you're going somewhere that's going to be a spot where you you can be challenged more. Well, and then some of the players that left uh, left because they wanted to. So uh, Ochoa could have stayed in Belgium. He chose to. Uh, same with Jonah could have yeah, stayed in he, the Liga. Even if he did, he still he still played there for eight years. I mean, it wasn't like. It wasn't like he was just had a cup of coffee. I mean, he had a, a pretty, a pretty decent length career as well. Yeah, it's it's been improving. The 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 average stay for Mexicans going abroad was about two years. Right. I'm surprised and, uh, it was that high, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's just two seasons. So one season in the team, and then the second season, they loan you out to some other team. At which point, midway through that season, you already knew. He had already signed a contract to be back in Liga MX. Um, <coughs> but yeah, we've seen that improvement. So yeah, I, I do think uh, I do think that's going to be one of the goals for the Grupo Legi to try to start selling abroad. 
Chickies, did uh, Memo Ochoa uh, gift Pumas, uh, Pumas a draw last week? No, that was uh, that wasn't his fault. There was a, I don't know if there's a deflection, but that was a pretty hard shot, and uh, there was nothing he could do. Okay, because I mean, I I, I, I it went between his legs, I think, like right? Well, it just it just went right by him. I, I think that you know either either he just didn't see like there was some something was obstructing his view, or like I said, it was deflection. Yeah, but it, it just it just it just like went right by him. Like, like all he had to do was just like, like, just stick his hand in the way, and it would have. But it, for whatever reason, thankfully for Pumas fan, it didn't happen. So of course there are the folks that are starting to wonder about his uh, abilities, and you know, as he busy passes prime, and blah, blah, blah. But I, I think he will. Uh, no, I think it's just. Uh, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Just one of those things that just happened. His, uh, his I, was, team... I was just curious if it was really his fault or not, but it sounds like it was. That he wasn't necessarily as much as fault as uh, as people are making it out to be. Well, he has he has had his ins- his instances of uh, insecurity. It might be that again, but I think it's also like the team, the team as a whole is not doing its be- uh, very best. I would say. So they're sort of struggling. Well, America should be back. They, you know, they had a lot of players injured, and then those players just started coming. You know, Giovanni was back, and he had a really good game against Pumas. I did see that. Uh, so that I think that you know, I mean, I mean, you know, America's struggling. They're one point out of first place. I wish Pumas could struggle like that. I'm sure, I'm sure, Jorge would would love to see Chivas struggle like that. So. Uh, someday, John. Someday. Yeah, exactly. Instead of struggling at the at the other end of the table in, in, in relegation, which is where they've been like for. Is it, is it like six out of the last eight years, Joel, that Chivas has, has been having to deal with relegation? That's a long time. Yeah, they've been stuck there for a long time. Um, since even with even with a Chivas Comet sighting, it really it really hasn't helped. Since like 2014, maybe. Oof, that's a lot of Alka-Seltzer for the uh, for the yeah. Chiamanos. It you know you need at least like three good years. Three good years to to leave the bottom of the of the laughable relegation chart. I am not gonna lie. When Pumas had was it two years ago, Chiquis, where they had like that one season where they they only uh, like collected thirteen points. I was really worried about the. Uh, oh yeah. About the descenso, really worried. Because uh, I mean that that stays with you for three years after you do it. So it's just. And, and, you know, it's one thing to have 18, 19, but to have 13 points, I mean, that is really, really, really rough. But, John, you know, but, but yeah. who who now takes – who who takes relegation serious now? No, you're absolutely right. It's a, it, it is a – you know, uh, Nashville just paid, what is it, $150 million or whatever it is to have their franchise fee so they can have their, their MLS franchise and Veracruz pays $6 million to avoid – Relegation. Well, and it's going up, right? For MLS teams, it's at what, one hundred million or one hundred and twenty? It's well, whatever it is, it, it, it's a big chunk of money. And it's gonna go up because uh, they're well, looking sure. at what is it? Two more teams, I guess, that they want to bring into the fold. But yeah, yeah well, they... that compared to six million, uh, we don't even know what Jaguares. Jaguares. I keep saying Jaguares. 
I mean, what? Juarez. I wonder how much they paid Lobos Pua. To have the team in, the, in Juarez? Yeah, I don't know. For that franchise, they're probably just a box of Corona Familiar. <laughs> you know, they threw them in asado and, uh, I don't know. A couple, couple of barriles of pulque. So, tickets to I've never, the... I've never had pulque. Have you ever had pulque, Joel? No, I turned it down. I was being, um, it's being very gringo of me. But I was, I'm, I was with my uncle, we were in Max, we were on the road, and it was like a stand, and it was almost like in the middle of nowhere, and they had a pulque stand, and I was like, there's no way I'm, I'm, uh, I'm drinking that. <laughs> pass on that. Man. Pass, hard pass, uh, but, but you know, that's because of here, uh, a friend of mine, well, it was a friend of the family, he had eaten from, uh. He ate him from one of those trucks. This was before you got those fancy hipster trucks. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. Sell the organic food and whatnot. This was the old school dangerous Mexi trucks. Uh, the ones, you... the ones at the construction site. Yeah, the ones you literally gambled your life. And that's what happened to a friend of ours. Uh, twice. Well, to two friends. Uh, one of them ate pork. And he had worms, and they they went to his brain. Oh God, that that yeah, that sounds awful. And that's a Pink Floyd lyric, by the way. Just just. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, he went to the hospital, and I'm not exactly sure how they got rid of him. But yeah. that's scary, gonna, man. That, start the, coming the, out of your ears. The thought of coming out of your ears, dude. <laughs> you know, the, the thought of just you know, I'm, I'm gonna have a burrito, and then it, it could. That could be the end result. Just scared me. And then the the second one was uh, another friend of ours. Then he ate he ate shrimps, and uh, he, he again from a truck. And he he had like uh, what was it? Um, was this in Mexico? Hep, hepatitis. No, it was here in the U.S. So I'm like, this is happening here. I'm just scared of anything that's just out in the street, you know. Patileche y galletas para todos. That's all I do. That's all I do in Mexico. Always sanitary Guatemala. In Mexico, that's all the place I go is on the street. (laughs) It's on the street. Get your drink in a bolsita with a straw tied with a rubber band. Anyone? Um, (coughs) Some some people try to take me to Tox, which is like a nice fancy restaurant. I'm like, okay, (laughs) whatever. No, I mean it's changed, but I mean I was a kid when that happened, and it just it scared the bejesus out of me, you know. Yeah, yeah. It kept me from from those trucks for a long time, but I, eventually I, I went back. You gotta make I went sure back that first, to uh, get that chorro chiflador. What happened, John? When I first graduated from college, my first job I had was working at NCI. I was on the phones, and uh, there used to be uh, for our first break there was always a truck outside. And man, they had the best uh, carne guisada tacos I've ever had in my life. Uh, I don't know what they did doing, but man, they were good. I think I had—I I went on my days off. I would go to that taco truck for breakfast. The cook did not wash his hands. That was a secret ingredient. John. Yeah, I'm sure. Time to make the donuts. <laughs> yeah, I went on my, on my days off to eat those, and I would tell my my housemate, "So you've got to try these tacos. These tacos are amazing." They wouldn't believe me. I'd bring up a big stack of them, and they're like, "Oh, this, these are just incredible." 
that was just right in the in, 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 in the first stages of the, of the breakfast taco revolution that that seemed to oh, happen. Still need to try one. <laughs> I still need to try one, John. I have it. Well, Joel, I can make. It's because I'm not a morning person. Huh? Oh, okay. I want to say okay, okay. It's very easy, but just make make huevos con chorizo. Heat up some beans. Throw it in a tortilla. Put some cheese on top and some salsa. You have oh. a breakfast taco. And the cheese was the missing ingredient. Well, well, you don't have to have the cheese, but it, but it it, it 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 certainly helps. What what is what, your what type? Like what what type of cheese though? Uh, well, I don't know if I should say, you know, on the air. You know, I want to have I have a <laughs> reputation. But... No, I use uh, just like shredded yellow cheese. You know, whatever it is, cheddar. You know, I don't have to use queso cotija or none of that stuff. Although we can get that stuff here, like like the Mexican manchego cheese and oh. stuff. I mean, I well, we eat, I would eat it with queso fresco. <coughs> queso fresco <coughs> stuff's good. Queso fresco would be weird in eggs, don't you think? That would be no. With oh, the chorizo? Yeah, no, with the with the egg. Mm. Oh, would be alright. Maybe not. I don't know. I I think I do that. I'll we'll try it tomorrow. Yeah. What's your breakfast taco of choice, Chiquis, for me? Gotta have one. Chiquis just taco. continental breakfast for him. Well, breakfast taco is like a gringo thing. I, I like potato, man. Or actually, in uh, Lockhart, I had a brisket with, I think, brisket, egg, and potato. That stuff was pretty good. Chiquis calls a taco a gringo thing. Then he goes on to name briskets. Well, it's gringo, man. He wants crumpets and tea. Brisket's Texas, Brisket's Texas. Quite tiring until I watched the, uh, the, 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 the Taco Chronicles on Netflix, it, it has opened my eyes about the different kinds of tacos that are available. So, I mean, like, you can make anything into a taco. Yeah. So, no, that, that does sound good, though. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the, of the, of the, of the barbecue-flavored taco. breakfast tacos. Like, yeah. if, I, if I have sausage in my taco, I would, like, do country sausage over, like, barbecue sausage. Just a personal choice. Uh-huh. But they're still delicious either way. I mean, they're still... And, and a brisket potato just sounds incredible. Good lord, that, that just sounds like a good meal. Much less yeah. a breakfast taco. Chick, yeah, this, Chick is, is getting paid on time. There's a place in there's a place in Lockhart that uh. Like the Chronicle checks are clearing. Yeah. A place in Lockhart that sells some good, uh, good tacos, man. Drive through. Barbecue place is pretty good. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Lockhart, Texas, which is about like maybe 20 miles south. East of Austin is the barbecue capital of the planet. Places has five just unbelievably good uh, barbecue joints, uh, as as good as there are anywhere in the country. And it's so weird that they're in this tiny little town in Lock and, and with, again just uh, a little southeast of Austin. And it's funny too because you could ask any person who, who has been and had Lockhart Barbecue and they say, "What's your favorite restaurant?" And each one will tell you something different. It's uh, like like I'm, I'm a Kreutz's guy, but you know they have there's like what Chisholm Trail and Blacks and Smitty's and they're all amazing. They're all really good. You guys are making me hungry. Chisholm so Trail is the place I went to. Kind of like. Is is, 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 so is is that your uh, is that your barbecue place of choice in, in Lockhart? Uh, yeah, recently, that's been the place to go. Uh, Black said that was the first place, and then I think I went to the other ones, Smitty's and Kreutz, and then. Chisholm Trail has been the place as of late. The place that has won your heart. Yeah. We got to no, drive so for, for you folks that want to 
if you enjoy Texas barbecue and you want to have a little excursion, that is where I recommend you go is uh, just outside of town in Lockhart, Texas. Well, gentlemen, I think that uh, I don't know if y'all have any other <laughs> topics. Oh, we need to talk about Chicharito before before we uh, wait, wrap it up. Well, oh, wait. I, yeah, yes, one. Yes, there one. is one that uh, that's Chelis. So Max Camote is not the only one that hangs his boots. Chelis as well has called it quits. So we're not going to see him come coach Puebla again. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? If uh, '80s WWF wrestling taught me anything, it's not to take these retirements too serious. <laughs> but uh, he did. So, he... That's unfortunate. I... So why was it that Chelis could not get a gig outside of Puebla? Like, like why, why wouldn't like Chivas ever hire him? Chivas, huh? I, I, because I think MLS, uh, Liga MX is still very tight. The promoters are still very influential. And um, I think they, they still play a big role in, in who well, gets what. It's, it's... He's in bed with the biggest promoter. Is he now? Yeah. Well, then, I don't. Maybe he just got tired of it. Well, he's really good on TV, so I'm sure that we'll be seeing him on TV moving forward. But uh, we, I do tip my hat to Chelis. He was uh, he was uh, definitely uh, uh, a, a nice breath of oxygen. Entertaining guy. In the league. Yeah, I got oh, a quick... Chicharito. Oh, go ahead, Chiquis. Before, yeah, before that real quick stat, before the Chicharito. Uh Necaxa has uh, they're in first place, of course, but they have uh, have uh, three guys in the top ten in the goal scoring oh. table. Do tell, Chiquis. Do tell. Oh, uh, Maxi Salas. He's he's at he's got six goals, one under Julio Furch, and then this uh, another Argentinian, Mario Quiroga, and uh, a Mexican is even up there, uh, Jesus Angulo. So it's sort of due to that seven zero win over uh, I think it was Veracruz. <laughs> so that sort of helped them, but uh, well, yeah, they have some uh, goal scorers sort of to look out for. Let's see if they can maintain. They also have a really good coach in Memo Vasquez, who uh, we've seen him take uh, uh, Pumas to finals and win titles. He took Cruz Azul, should have won the uh, the, the, the the tie with Cruz Azul against America before. Uh, the autogol that kind of sunk him there at the end, which uh, for some reason was accredited to Moises Munoz. And uh, you know, now he's got Necaxa uh, playing well, so you know, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's uh, a good I player. forgot. I forgot Munoz was still playing. No, I don't think Munoz is still playing, but uh, but Navasquez is still coaching and he's doing and he's doing very well. And has been has proven over time. That, that he's a, a an above average coach in in Liga MX and has, and has done very well for himself in the league and has another team playing well, so it shouldn't be a surprise. Now, who was it uh, that that the, this week that said that the Mexican coach is still like very undervalued in Mexico? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I re- <coughs> I read it and I forgot. Was that uh, like when when they had the the the, the La Torres and. 
think it was La Puente on uh, on, on the, uh, the, the the Do the on the Do the Inner show. Is that, is that where that came out? I honestly can't remember, but I did. Profe Cambia shared that news, and I, I was like, I agree, <coughs> but I don't, I don't remember who said it. Yeah. So, um, has Pumas played Necaxa yet? Uh, yes, they did. And of course, Pumas and of course Pumas defeated Necaxa, so that proves once again that Pumas is the best team in the league. We're just, <laughs> you know, they just don't know it yet. That's right. We're just we're just hanging back. We're just hanging back. We, we, we don't want to peak too early. We want to you know get into the league yet playing. playing I do strong. think uh, that's going to be one hellacious battle for that seventh and eighth place. Because see, it, it's it's going to become. Especially with some of these unexpected teams like Santos, Necaxa, and a few others that they weren't expected to do so good all of a sudden. They're having really good seasons. And uh, and then you have a team like Monterrey. Monterrey could fall back, but they could bounce back at any time. They do have, you know, they're pound for pound, one of the best teams. And Here and are the teams, uh, Joel, that are, that are between 6 and 14. And only three points separate 6 and 14. So there's Tigres. There's uh, San Luis, Morelia, Pumas, Atlas, Monterrey, Guadalajara, Cruz Azul, and Tijuana. So out of those eight teams, only three are going to make the play, uh, are going to make the media. Yeah, that's wow. <laughs> and of course, that's, you know, that is the teams above them don't like have a calamitous collapse and, which uh, and, and that is why ladies and gentlemen we're not getting rid of we're not going back to the long season uh, but I'm, I'm disappointed Chiki because he brought it up and here at the cantina we figured it out wait what was the reason it's I didn't just, catch that what was you the... were talking about 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 uh, Liga MX, they should have uh, doing the long season again. Yeah, what was, what was the reason that, that they won't go to the long season again? Because of, like, TV rating. Uh, uh, when you have that fight for to make Liguilla, and then Liguilla, the, you know, there's a huge spike in ratings. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and, and again, remember that the, the, the owners of the league also own the... Own the TV signal. So, and it's not just Televisa and Azteca. I mean, you have you have Imagen in there. There's yeah, uh, Claro. So, I mean, it's just yeah, it's uh, it, it is it is unfortunate, but that's just the, that, yeah. that is that is that is Liga Mekis. So yeah, you're right, Joel. The, the, the two season seasons are just not ever going to go away. Yeah, and and Chiquis would listen to the Cantina pot. <laughs> he would, he would oh, know I, we figured it out, Chiki. Well, I agree. We, we figured I would, it out, John. I, I John agree. and I figured out I what, agree. what will make it more competitive. And it's, it's cut the number of teams that qualify. I agree. Yeah. I was just going off of the Enrique Bonilla uh, quote about the only <clears> way <throat> to get into uh, Libertadores wouldn't be modifying the schedule. But yeah, I agree with you. The excitement of the Giga, the excitement of getting into it is. 
Yeah, that's that's that. just become the culture of, of when you when you talk about like football culture, and uh, that's that's just it for Mexico. That's and you might like it or not, but it's it is it's our own. You could say it. You know, it's more uh, very very gringo because that's where the idea for your playoffs came from. But that's that's become the you know the Mexican food food. That's that's what the fans like. You know. Well, you know, and the funny thing about it is that, you know, we can trash it all we want, the Liguilla, but, you know, our, our shows, our, our shows even, even spike when the Liguilla happens because, you know, those, those are the games that are, that are going to be most interesting to people. So, they, they, they seem to know what they're doing when they have the Liguilla. I know it's, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for a team like LAFC who has, you know, in, in any other league would have would have clinched the, 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 the league title, you know, with weeks to go in, uh, in in MLS. They've already clinched the Western Conference, so they're going to be the top seed in the Western Conference. There's one like, like six weeks or whatever it is left in the season. So they're going to have nothing to play for, and then they're going to they're gonna play, you know, a single elimination game or whatever it is, and they could get bounced like that. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> uh, but, but, you know, at least... I think they qualify now. They're going to be in the next. Uh, They're going to be the Conca champions. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. And that's yeah, that will be. It's going to give a lot to talk about, especially if Vela continues to Vela, um, and then if they do bring another player, they were talking about. I can't pronounce his name. Man- Mantukic. Mantukic. Oh, Mantukic coming into LA Galaxy. Oh. oh, to the Galaxy, but the LAFC was the one that were pushing for him. You gotta watch out also for Miami. When is Miami gonna um, be in the mix? Because if something's impressive in Miami, Vela might, you know, jump the bandwagon and leave uh, LAFC. But you think Vela will go to? Yeah, that's his. That's We're his... talking about chicken. What? Vela would. What? Vela would go to. Vela likes Miami. He likes the. I don't know what he Does likes. He? The NBA over there. The weather. Maybe the clubs and stuff. But, but LeBron is in LA. What, what is the, the, I don't know. Maybe they'll trade the heat, LeBron. Nobody cares about the heat no more. Chickies, what are you talking about? Well, uh, well Miami's got more yeah, stuff. Better weather, there. man. Come on. Miami's got better stuff, more stuff. Yeah, it's a little stuff. too humid in Miami. I mean, give me the choice in Miami and LA, I'd probably choose LA just because, you know, it's not Miami Vice. with 95% humidity. Chickies, he's, he's a two-hour flight. What is it? Two-hour flight to Guadalajara. Dude, these are, these are his LA. words, man. These are his words. I'm just repeating well, he's, what he's, in, he's not in Guadalajara. His family's from uh, Acapulco, Campulco. so that's what four hours maybe. They're from Man, Campulco. he don't want to go to Mexico. He don't want to go back to Mexico ever again. Hey, no, but I'm to just, visit his family. I'm just, he wants to no, he don't even want to do that, man. Did <laughs> <laughs> you bring him over here? He, he's I'm just, good at Brentwood, man. I'm just repeating his words, he's man. Got he's got the Vela clan, <laughs> Vela clan in Brentwood. He said, "Miami is the place." He said in the podcast. That's no, not, no, I'm just repeating what I'm just repeating what he said. No. I, it's not a surprise. I mean, Miami, like I mentioned before, it, 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 is, it is the capital of soccer players. That, that's where they want to hang out. All I mean, not just nightlife, right? right? I mean, the, all the European soccer players, the South American. The, that is where they they think it's like the coolest place on the planet. Yeah, isn't that they where Ronaldo it. hit on Paris Hilton or something? <laughs> or that no, that was here a, in L.A. Yeah, that might have been L.A. That's yeah. here in L.A. Yeah, yeah, come on, my bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're the next expert. Next thing you're you gonna tell me that <laughs> that Chicharro wants to go to Miami. Oh, he does. He probably does, man. 
just had us scored a great goal today on, on a free kick, and uh, you have to really rack your brain to think. Well, first of all, you know, one you, the first thought is, wow, really on a free kick? But he used to, he's taken free kicks. But did, did he scored free kick goals with Chivas, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he? Like before he went on his little hot streak, before he went to Manchester United. I can't remember, but I know he would take he would take shots from outside the box. Which I remember, I, this is like how gullible a lot of fans are because I, I remember him scoring a goal when he was in uh, Real Madrid, or was it after? But he did it from outside the box, and they were saying how he must have learned that in Madrid. <laughs> right. Like sure, sure, like all. Because he had no idea how to shoot before, right? Yeah, like he never scored. There's all these goals he did like that in Chivas, but uh, those don't count. <clears throat> it seems sort of like a trick play, man. Because he he was lined up. The other guy was lined up as well. And then, I mean, if you know Chicharito, you're not like we we can't even think of the last time he scored off of a set piece like that. Um, but he took it, and the goalkeeper wasn't. I mean, he he was relying on the wall, but. I, th- I think usually, like, like um, it wasn't on the angle, you know. I, it wasn't I, too hard of a. I think their usual free kick taker wasn't playing or wasn't available. Oh. Yeah, it was an amazing kick. I mean, he was able to kick it because the guy he kicked it over the guy who was jumping, and it dipped down underneath the bar enough, but still above the goalie's hand. I mean, it was, it was impressive. It, it, it was, and you know, he has he has shown a long distance shot before. And uh, yeah, he's got I, good I, form. I think what, sure, and I, and I think what people don't, uh, you know, may not understand about Chicharito, especially when he was in Manchester United, is that his coach told him that his and Chicharito had said this many times. He said, you know, Sir Alex, he wanted me inside the six-yard box. He said that yeah, is where I want you to end up in every play. Poacher. Yeah, because <laughs> he wasn't like that at Chivas. So he wanted him to crash the box every time they went down. That that was where Chichetta was. That's where Sir Alex wanted him. You know, obviously, obviously it worked because Chicharito, uh has had a, a very long and fruitful career in uh, Europe. Although his last couple of years at West Ham were a little rough with injury and the fact that frankly West Ham was just terrible and uh, it just it just uh, didn't work out. And then didn't they end up picking uh, like the, the 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 same awful coach? Uh, David Moyes, uh, when Sir Alex retired at Manchester United, he kind of banished each other. So he had that happen to him. So it just wasn't a good fit. But, you know, we'll see how it happens, uh, how it turns out for him. So, yeah, but I, I, I do insist that when Chicharito comes back, he's not going to come back and play. He's going to come back and do TV, and he's going to do TV in the States. In English? In English. Oh, Yeah, I, I could, I could see that. I could see that happening, Yon. I guess I could. But it was a very nice goal for him. It was a very nice goal for him. And hopefully that'll get him going in the in his latest journey in Sevilla. And uh, you know, frankly, it's uh, you know, the, the, as far as national team players uh, who played in the European competitions this week, they actually had a pretty decent. Uh, Run of things with uh, with Lozano playing well for Napoli and uh, I think uh, Edson Alvarez scored a goal. Ache Ache scored uh, a Ajax scored a goal. Yeah. Tied yeah, up the he game. Finally, he, he made his debut. He made his debut and and, and saved and, uh, and saved the coach's butt. 
uh, with the equalizer. Was it against Juventus? And so I think we'll, be, we'll start seeing more and more of Achiachi play. So it was definitely a, a strong week for uh, for Mexican players and uh, in the European competition. So good on them. And this is where you want to see the players. You know, you want to see, obviously, it'd be nice to have, like, you know, 20 players in, in, in the Champions League. But I think there's, what, four in the Champions League this time around. So it's not too, too do, bad. Do you gents remember the first Mexican to play Champions League? First Mexican to play Champions League, like yes. the, like proper champ, like like this, the the Champions League after '92, or like or like the European champions, like the. No, I do think it was after '92. Yeah, Mexican. pretty sure. So he he played at Galatasaray. He went on loan, obviously. Maybe. <laughs> he was from Necaxa. I'm gonna say uh, Beto Garcia. Defender, defender. I think it's a Cuchillo Herrera. Oof, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I think that's, keep, yeah, I think that's, or El Picas Becerril. Was it a Tilón Chavez? Hmm? No, not, not Tilón. Um, You know, Joel, I was going to do the Joel Aceves uh, Las Vegas tour yesterday, oh. but I, I, did, I, didn't have, I didn't have the time or the money to, to, to pull it off correctly. Oh, so close. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, man, I was, I was really disappointed because we were going to have a lot of fun today, so just, uh, it, it didn't, it didn't work out for us. So I had to. And it's uh, just seeing people at the airport in Las Vegas in the morning, it just cracks me up. People just look like, like, like just, just hammered. All of them just, they just, they, they don't look good. You know, circles like the size of hubcaps under their eyes. Everyone just bleary eyed. It always cracks me up. Very funny. Hey, on the chat, this guy says, uh, Luisito says, uh, that fool can't speak English. <laughs> Referring to Chicharito, what would you say, doing commentary or something? Analyst? And... <laughs> no, I thought he was talking about me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think he was talking about Chicharito, which is true because his his uh, his vlogs that he does on YouTube, he's, they, it's all in English, and uh, that dude makes well, all kinds of has, mistakes. <laughs> he has a couple years for that, and his wife, who yeah, that's Australian. Right. He speaks pretty good, but there's, there's errors here and there, but yeah. No, well, but, but he'll, be the, he'll be the Marcelo that. Balboa. You, you <laughs> the Marcelo Balboa. You can version. speak it right, though. It's it just, yeah, I don't. You know, no offense to Mariano, but if it. Oh, we lost. We lost you, John, I think. Or I can't hear you. What was the clip that's been making the rounds with uh, Sutcliffe? Who's doing NFL? Oh yeah, he's he's uh, interviewing a guy and he says the question in Spanish first and then in English, and the guy's looking oh, at him. Oh, but they, there's there's these clips where people are doing voiceovers. <laughs> oh yeah, I only listened to one, but I I don't know where it was at. Yeah, I saw that too. 
Sergio Almaguer. I, I was so wrong. I said, I said, uh, it's Sergio Almaguer. So he was the first guy. Yeah, it was Sergio Almaguer that played Champions League. Yeah, man. I think we lost John audio or something happened. But I, I think um, technically, well, Mexican coming out of Mexico because Neri Castillo played Champions League at 16 years old. And uh, so he was on loan in 2002. I don't Castillo... Must have been around around the same time and played it with Olympiacos. Yeah, but it was Sergio Almaguer. I remember that. I didn't get to see the games though. Yeah, Cheech. Well, he have enough time. He he's gonna have to improve his English if he's gonna do. He's, he's okay. I'm going to start keeping up with his vlog now. Naked so people? What is it called? Yeah, naked pe naked, uh, naked humans. Okay, naked, yeah. I had to show my... Uh, I won't talk about it on, uh, on the pod, but uh, at the end, his wife talks a little bit, and I had to show that to my wife. It was sort of interesting. <laughs> like... Why you mention it and then you say you can't talk about it? <laughs> it's about uh, what kind of BS is that? It's man? about it's about postpartum depression. She's having a tough just time. Does like, like saying just the tip. Okay, yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you then. She's having postpartum depression. Because check this out. Like this is sort of going that back to. I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about all the scandal and stuff, but um, she was going to go to New York with Chicharito for the on the, for the national team game. Um, but with the Sevilla move, she stayed with the with the baby to to get everything ready for the move, and uh, and so she you know she's like full time taking care of the baby, worried about moving, and then Chicharito's off doing his thing, uh, whether it's true or not, partying with girls. You mean, no, partying with. Yeah, and then with uh, the <laughs> Yeah, so. Uh, and then she's like all by herself. And then at the end of the video, their last latest vlog, she was talking about how she's sort of depressed and she wants to find a nanny to have time for, you know, to be herself, she says, to go out and be by herself and not all the time with the baby. She's breastfeeding the baby and, you know, she's, and a lot of people go through that, but just thought it was interesting. But yeah, so uh, I've never seen. I've never seen. Um, I've never seen his vlogs. Yeah, I just look up naked humans. Uh, it's pretty much because he lives with a crew. Like he lives with the bald-headed guy, which I guess is a. Uh, he's a motivational speaker in Mexico, but he hangs out with he him. What? You know the bald guy that he? Hang well, you haven't seen it. So he ha he hangs out with uh, some guy. Uh, uh, I think it's David. Who's a bald guy? So he that's where the cosas chingonas come from. Yeah, they always they, they talk amongst themselves and they make up all that stuff. 
So it's like him, Chicharito, these two other dudes, and his wife live all together. It's like a frat house. Yeah, so they're like they're like their group, man. It's like the, his crew. Like you know how uh, Pulido has his rap crew. <laughs> Chicharito has his crew. One guy is yeah, it's a squad. It's mod- squad. Yeah, it's a motivation. Why you want speaker. a bunch of dudes living in your house when you're married? I don't know, man. They're really close. You know, there's rumors like I don't know, oh. man. I don't know what's going on there with Chicharito. Yeah, but Orange they're like his homies. Like they they like probably edit his videos, and all four of them um, have videos. Like if they're they're in, like. For the national team games, Chicharito was in a different place. All four of them were in a different place, but they all four contributed to videos in the vlog, um, and they just put them all together, you know. And so they're all four, like us, you know, doing their own thing, but they're all living together. They're all moving to. They're all depending on Chicharito, like the Sevilla move. They're always talking about, okay, he, we're moving to Sevilla. Um, we got to see what Chicharito. We got to help him out with with the move, and like you know, find the house. Yeah, I wonder if that because I because they they're all like the one guy was in Cancun, the other guy was in Guadalajara, uh, and then she well, no, they were both in Cancun, Chicharitos in New York and San Antonio. And his wife went to Guadalajara real quick. And I was wondering, like, hey, man, Chicharito, if those guys are like, hey, uh, Javi, can you uh, send me some money for, so I can get this hotel room? <laughs> like, let me – give me some money. I need to buy some stuff. <laughs> no. Damn. Because the guy's a motivational I, I speaker. I be friends with Chicharito. Yeah, like if you get in with somebody. Walter Bazar. Walter Bazar. <laughs> get in it, man. Go around. Walter Bazar was the motivational speaker from Club de Cuervos. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch that. So, no, that uh, he, they showed a video yeah. of him. Uh, he he went to the Grutas in Cancun or somewhere over there, and uh, there's like a, a hidden spot where people go and they like listen to him speak. He's like a motivational speaker, and they were like all laying down on the beach or on the area, like sounds like some hippie stuff. Yeah, it's, it was weird, man. But, uh, yeah, that's one of his. That's a bald guy. Check it out, man. It's sort of interesting, sort of funny. <laughs> anyway, anything else you got before we head on? Mm. Nope. Nope. Right. Well, just the upcoming upcoming games are going to be pretty interesting. Just because a couple coaches have their their jobs on the line. La Volpe. Um, the guy from Monterrey and um, those are the two main ones we'll see what what happens alright next week I'll be in San Jose so I'm going to try to go to the earthquakes you're going to the match? I'm going to try to are you going to try or are you going? I, I sent emails but I haven't resp- they haven't responded to me Jaime is going to be oh. there um, as a photographer. He got his response right away, dude. I, yeah, I think I got the bad. Just, I think I got the bad rep. I might be outside yeah, the stadium. Just take, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll probably be out the stadium just taking videos with fans and stuff. So I'll probably try to be there. You're like the dude with the cup, that meme. <laughs> the guy that has this holding the cup. Uh, begging? Huh? Uh, begging for limosna or something? 
Yeah. <laughs> Smash I think up. asking for the press pass. Oh yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to try doing that. We'll see. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, always a pleasure, man. Yeah, it was good. Uh, good stuff. Thanks to John for coming on, giving his perspective on the League's Cup. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to Luisito from the chat and everyone else who listens to the podcast. And we'll see you guys next week after the games. We'll hopefully try to podcast and talk more about the results. Have a good evening.